You're listening to Video Monsters, a weekly podcast. Uh, well, uh, mostly weekly. Sometimes more, sometimes less. <sighs> All right, fine. A mostly weekly podcast of Creatures Talking Features with your hosts, Nathan Simmons and Eric Harris. Video Monsters is brought to you by the Chattanooga Film Festival and Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at chatfilmfest.org and centralcinema865.com. And links for each of these can also be found on our pages, so be sure to follow us at Video Monster Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Hello and welcome to episode 335 of Video Monsters, where we take movies seriously, just not ourselves. I'm Nathan. I'm Eric. I'm Dan. And today is our very special popcorn punch out video rack attack bracket for April's all out alien attack. <laughs> well done. Well <laughs> good. Yeah. Rolled right off the. You were, you were also multitasking. You're like over here filling your balls with, with little pieces of paper. Yes, and, this, uh, and also saying that at the same time. <laughs> this is how not seriously we take ourselves. Uh, this episode, which we've known about for at least a month, and the movies with which we are going to be discussing, with which that's not the, uh, the proper words, the movies that we're going to be discussing tonight are movies that we've had picked out uh, for a couple of weeks. Um, I do not have the episode fully prepped, so I am over here trying to actually get the episode ready while we're recording the episode. To be fair, though, we are recording on a Sunday morning and not a Tuesday night. That's very so, true. Yeah, it's very true. And, also, you know, I, I love the visual just of you kind of looking down, like doing some busy work with your hands. You look like you're you look like a little old lady, like quilting, quilting something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I feel like as I'm over here tearing it's pieces of paper to put in the skull of decisions. So, yes, tonight we are it's, doing our or t- <clears throat> today. But, you know. I say tonight, we're doing our popcorn punch out, which we started with our March Madness episode, and we had so much fun figuring out what movies we were going to be discussing, even though, uh, aside from Dan, we hadn't seen any of the movies that we were trying to make decisions on, that we decided that this is going to be an ongoing feature in the podcast. Uh, At some point, maybe we'll change our minds, but honestly, I don't really see that happening. So what we are doing is, uh, at the start of each month, when we have our new theme rather than all of the hours and hours and hours of the three of us going back and forth trying to figure out what movies we're going to be discussing we're just bringing that to the air so we have a number of films that we are going to be randomly pulling from a giant plastic uh, Halloween decoration skull and inside of that skull there are these little uh, universal blind bag things kind of like Easter eggs but you know balls look like pokeballs right they kind of look like pokeballs uh so each of those uh is going to have the name of a film and we are going to be well i'm going to be randomly drawing pairs of those to make our initial round of 16 and then from that the the winners are going to advance to the round of eight and then the winners of those are going to advance to uh to the round of four and the two winners from that are going to be the two movies that we are definitely going to be discussing. But as anyone who can count knows that two is less than three, we still have one other movie that we're going to have to be figuring out. So what we're going to be doing with that is um, when we did our March Madness, uh, I think it was The Hunt. When that one lost out, 
we were all kind of like, ah, man, that... I mean, it makes sense that it lost with what it was up against, but did, did it really have to lose? And so we added it back in. So the loser's bracket was the two losers of the, uh, the, the last round of four, and then the hunt. So what we're going to be doing is a, a slight modification of that to where as we go through, each of us is going to have a chaos card. And this chaos card is when the film that we do not want to lose inevitably loses it is going to be added to the bracket after the round of four so uh, we've got the the two definite winners and then the two losers and whatever our chaos pick is each of us has one of these cards and so uh, that's going to give us three potential chaos movies the first two chaos picks uh they're just going to be added to that losers bracket or as we're going to be calling it the chaos bracket um, but if the third one of us uses our chaos card, then both of the losers get knocked out. And that last round is just going to be the, the three films that we did not want to lose. And, mm. uh, we're going to be going a little bit further than that as the, these, uh, popcorn punch out episodes continue on where if we do not use our chaos card, then it's going to roll over. So the next popcorn punch out, we will have two chaos cards. And with that, the second one can be used to advance a film just to the next round. So if a film loses in the round of 16, you can decide if you want to use one of your cards to push that all the way to the end or just into the round of eight. And then your second chaos card is the other. If somehow we manage to not use our chaos cards for two full months or, you know, two episodes, then if you have three chaos cards... Uh, you're going to be able to use all three to bring a movie that didn't even make it into the initial round of 16 straight to the chaos bracket. So like today, we have 33 movies that are in our skull of decisions. So more than half of them aren't even going to make it to, to even any discussion, except for the end where we talk a little bit about the ones that didn't make it. Uh, so, you know, for instance, if I had three chaos cards and Mac and me, didn't even make it i might use all three of mine just to fuck with eric to make sure that, <laughs> that, that mac and me at least gets discussed as a potential especially if it's right there at the end it only has to win out against you know whatever two other movies are also in that bracket so some potential for for a lot of fun with that uh as we are going through um most of these movies we're familiar with. With the Mads bracket, we didn't know any of them. So since we also recognize the fact that uh, people who are listening might not know all of the movies that we're going to be discussing, we're going to be giving some of the uh, the initial stats. So I will pull the two movies, and then Eric, if you can uh, go to Letterboxd, I think is what we agreed on, where you're going to pull up the, the description and give just, you know, the, the quick letterbox synopsis of what the movie is <clears throat> and then Hi, dan, and then dan is going to be giving the stats of uh, dropping a movie one second i dropped signs that was the one that <laughs> <laughs> oh you dropped the movies <laughs> i dropped the movie signs that one was about to not make it to the bracket because i wasn't going to look for it if it had flown away that would have been devastating uh this, is, this is going to be devastating no matter what guys <laughs> <So> i'm going <laughs> to be I'm mostly just looking time. forward to how much anxiety we're going to be giving Eric during this episode. Uh, so after...
I love that we have mood music by um, <clears throat> the, the incomparable Robert Woods, director of An Ideal Host, that almost made it into our uh, our list. But we've already talked about it, and I feel like we need to give it at least a little space. That one will probably be... It's, it's going to come back up again. Uh, I love that mm-hmm. movie, and we will be yeah. discussing it, but... But yeah. He posted in the chat. He was like, "That's the science theme by James Newton Howard." So I feel like uh, it's maybe maybe Robert's over here rooting for a certain movie if he's if he's uh, he knows the song. Yeah, I'm gonna need the uh, theme music from Mom and Dad Save the World pulled up. Uh, all right, so yeah, after Eric gives the description of the movie, Dan's gonna be given some of the stats in terms of the uh, the director, the year it was released, uh, the rating, and whatever other little tidbit needs to be added. All right, so I am almost done adding all of these movies. Do either of you have any questions about this process? Because I know that we've talked about it, but sometimes when I talk about it, you still give me a "wait, what?" kind of look. So, no, I mean it seems, yeah, it seems pretty clear to me. I don't know about the listening audience, but uh, but here's the thing: if it's unclear, they'll figure it out as we go along. Right, just like yeah, this isn't calculus. This is pretty pretty simple shit. So as I am finishing these up, Eric or Dan, can you uh, mm-hmm. jump into the chat and just pull up that list yes. of movies and yes, um, and read off what all of the options are? Absolutely. All right. Hold on. Let me. I had already had it pulled up a second ago and then I scrolled down. Okay. Remember that Battlefield um, Earth, thank God, is replaced by Cocoon. <laughs> yeah. I'm, man, it's so funny to me that like of all movies, Nathan, you're like. Like for me, it was like God. I can't believe Mac and me and like Mom and Dad Save the World and stuff like that around here. And you're like, Oh my God, Battlefield Earth, get that shit out of here! Like that's to me, that's yeah. like gonna be a fun one to talk. Yeah, not to question your taste, Nathan, but I felt like for sure that would be a movie you'd love. I okay, so um, this shouldn't be a surprise. I've not actually seen it, but I know that I would have just spent the entire time just bitching about L. Ron Hubbard. So yeah, it, it wouldn't have even been about the movie. You don't want to be angry on the podcast. Angry-er. I don't want to be angrier on the podcast. Exactly. Yes, exactly. All right. So here is the list. Now, this first film, I assume it's the movie I'm thinking of, but you are missing a punctuation mark. So that does change the title a little bit. It says Mars Attacks, but the movie we're talking about is Mars Attacks. (laughs) Um, There's also Predator, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Signs, Communion, Starship Troopers, Fire in the Sky, Dark Skies, Area 51, Galaxy Quest, Arrival, The Abyss, Attack the Block, Zathura, Starman, District 9, Under the Skin, The Brother from Another Planet, Flight of the Navigator, Mac and Me, Earth Girls Are Easy, Mom and Dad Save the World, Invaders from Mars, Bad Taste, They Live, Night of the Creeps, The Hidden, War of the Worlds from 2005, Dark City, Little Shop of Horrors from 1986, The Last Starfighter, Alien Nation, and no longer Battlefield Earth. It is now Cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed that your um, your enthusiasm trailed off as you started to get to some of the later movies. I mean, there's it's more like there's just a lot of movies. And at a certain point, I'm like, I don't even know how to play this up anymore. <laughs> but also, to be fair, I started with Mars Attacks. So kind of hard to keep that momentum going yeah you, you either have to uh, lose all momentum or just ramp it up so by the end you're just screaming the names of them. screeching into the into the mic yeah which i'm sure people who <laughs> listen to this love yes that would be people been shouting in their ears great. um all right are you ready 
for uh, a start our popcorn punch out video rack attack bracket all out alien attack for april more than ready good I'm excited and scared because i want to talk about so many of these movies <laughs> oh it's gonna be heartbreak it it really is um it really really is all right so bringing on the heartbreak have all of them in the skull mix them up a little bit to make sure that i'm not just pulling the ones that at the top i love the foley work there where you get just like the sound of the of you like moving the balls around like we're playing bingo or something (laughs) (laughs) oh you should go to those little bingo rags and just i mean i like the skull of decisions though right that's that's the thing How, how can we lose that all right so four starters Ooh, we're starting out strong, guys. We are going to have They Live. Oh, yes. Okay. Going up against oh, f- District 9. Hmm. Okay. All right. So so now, I, I don't know if we've discussed this. How are we going to vote? Because you had talked oh, about Oh, right, right, right. I forgot sure. that. Uh, so after <clears throat> we go through some of the stats and give some of our arguments of why we want um or not necessarily why we want a certain movie to win because i feel like that might be uh giving away too much but after we go through and and get some of the stats and give some of the uh the debating of like oh man i would love to talk about they live because blah 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 but oh man district nine after we go through some of that we are going to um we're going to be typing our vote into the popcorn punch out chat and then on the count of three, we're just all going to hit enter. So that way, we don't have someone who is picking a movie purely for spite. It might be mostly for spite, but that way we don't have to. Um, yeah, that, that way we're picking the one that we do all legitimately want to discuss and not necessarily the one that's going to make one of us the most angry. So, okay. Uh, so yeah, let's start with They Live. Eric, what are the stats on They Live? <clears throat> you mean the uh, synopsis? The, yes, the synopsis. Sorry. Uh, yes. Okay. So They Live. Uh, Nada, a wanderer without meaning in his life, discovers a pair of sunglasses capable of showing the world the way it truly is. As he walks the streets of Los Angeles, Nada notices that both the media and the government are comprised of subliminal messages meant to keep the population subdued, and that most of the social elite are skull-faced aliens bent on world domination. With this shocking discovery, Nada fights to free humanity from the mind-controlling aliens. And it was created in 1988, uh, directed by, of course, John Carpenter. One hour, 34 minutes long, with a rating of 7.2 on IMDb. Wow. What is the, uh, what's the Letterboxd rating? Because I feel like Letterboxd is a little bit more... So don't make me go to two different apps, man. <laughs> no, I've, I've got Letterbox pulled up here. That's what I pulled the the synopsis from. Which I might have to cut these down. That's that's a lot of synopsis time, especially for something like They Live, which I think most people it's generally 3. know. Seven. Three point seven. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, I guess I can get the same exact information on Letterbox. So I'll just go with that from now on. I'll do Letterbox. Yeah, their their rankings are more accurate to at least our tastes. I feel. Yeah, because IMDb, I think sometimes it because it pulls that aggregate data. Sometimes it'll pull something mm. that just it, it, you know critics who don't understand why a terrible movie is good and that's mm. something that I IMDb is also it's run by the bros yeah. right <laughs> well, at one point I plan on uh, as part of my argument for at least one of these movies talking about why it deserves to be discussed by us at least um, 
All right. Yeah. So so average rating of three point seven on uh, on Letterboxd. All right. Um, District Nine, Eric. What is the description for that one? All right. So District Nine says, "Jesus, these are long descriptions." I'm gonna I might just go with IMDb for these. <laughs> Thirty years ago, Fair aliens enough. arrive on Earth, not to conquer or give aid, but to find refuge from their dying planet. Separated from humans in a South African area called District Nine, the aliens are managed by Multinational United which is unconcerned with the aliens' welfare, but will do anything to master their advanced technology. When a company field agent con- contracts a mysterious virus that begins to alter his DNA, there's only one place he can hide. District 9. District 9 was written and directed by Neil Blomkamp uh, in 2009. It is one hour and 52 minutes long, with also a rating of 3.7 on Letterboxd. All right, so we've got two uh, very politically themed horror <laughs> sci-fi um, with roughly the same runtime. I think what like a fifteen-minute difference between the two, and yeah. uh, roughly the same rating. So, um, so yeah, I absolutely adore They Live. I love John Carpenter. I, we are going to do a, a Carpenter month and then we're going to do another Carpenter month and then we're going to do another Carpenter month. We're just going to talk about all of the Carpenter movies. Uh, we're just going to uh, figure out what order we're going to do them in. I, I adore John Carpenter. Uh, they live has the the legendary fight scene with um, with Roddy Roddy Piper and uh, oh shit. Who, who, uh, who's the co-star in that? Who's he fighting? <clears throat> Keith David. Keith David. David. Keith, Keith, yeah. One of them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. It's it it is iconic. It is amazing. I have one of the little they live alien Funko Pops right over there. It is. I have not. <laughs> well, they should fight each other. Mine's just reading a newspaper though. Uh, so, oh man, we would have a ton to discuss with they live, especially with you know the the last eight years or so. Uh, there there could be a lot of fun things. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd also like to point out really quick, uh, yes. They Live, I believe, was my choice, and District 9 was Dan's choice. We were the ones who threw those in the, in the ring. <laughs> That's why I said we're starting out with good movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> District uh, 9, I have not seen, but I have wanted to see it for a very long time. And I, I've got the Blu-ray, but uh, yeah, so I'm a little torn on a movie that I know and mm-hmm. love and there's a ton to discuss with political themes or a movie that I've never seen but fully aware of how political it is and uh, yeah I'm, I'm a little torn what, what are some of y'all's thoughts again not necessarily which one you're leaning towards but some of the arguments to be made for either of them for all the reasons you've mentioned about they live it's why I'm going with district nine no, no, I said I don't feel- don't pick it. <laughs> We're gonna put it in the chat. Don't tell oh, us. <laughs> whatever. That's fine. I guess Nathan and That's I will That's why be- I know <laughs> District Nine. Uh, <laughs> the fact that I feel there will be plenty of opportunities to discuss they live. Um it's mm. it's a film that has been talked about a lot. It's a film I've read and watched YouTube videos about, watched, you know, special features about a lot. Um Whereas District 9, I watched it once. It was many, many years ago. Mm. Getting floored by how good that film was, especially because it was coming from a complete unknown. And yeah. next thing you know, it's an Academy Award nominated film. Yeah, it was nominated for Best Picture, right? Yeah. It was, one, was, of the, the was one of the first years it went yeah. to 10. So. It was the first year of the expanded, so that it managed to kind of slip in there, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I I saw District 9 when it first came out. <clears throat> I really loved it at the time. And it's one of those movies where I'm... I feel like my love of it has maybe diminished slightly over the years because I think I might have actually rewatched it once and was kind of surprised by how much I enjoyed it the second time. Uh, it's been a while, though. But I think that Neil Blomkamp is like... It's been... He hasn't had a movie that has really lived up to the the kind of like uh, furor of, <laughs> over um, over District Nine. Like everybody was went crazy for this movie because it just seemed to come out of nowhere. And I don't think it was necessarily fair to uh, hold him to that standard. But um, but I don't think that's ever really lived up. So in a way, I feel like it's kind of diminished over time. It's uh, critical love. Good Lord, I'm talking poorly this morning. Sure, sure. Um, so I am curious to revisit it and give it another shot. Um, and They Live is a movie I have I have not seen. Oh, interesting. Yes. So. <laughs> That's why I picked it, because I've been wanting to see it for so long. And it's uh, it's one that I have started watching like on three or four different occasions. And for whatever reason, I never get around to finishing it. because Not because like I didn't like it or whatever, but because it's like I started watching it. And the next day, it was pulled from streaming or... I had to do a podcast episode and kept pushing it back and then all this stuff. So yeah, I've never actually seen They Live. I'm sure I will adore it. And, um, and you know, I know so much about it. I've seen so many scenes from it. Um, so that was why I picked it because I thought it might have a good chance since it's a classic <coughs> film and, uh, and I've always wanted to watch it and I'm sure there's a lot to discuss there. And therein comes the chaos of, uh, of, of this bracket and not knowing what's going to be paired against which. All right. So let's put our answers into the uh, mm-hmm. into the popcorn punch out and on the count of three we're all going to hit enter do you all have all your right. votes locked in yes, got it typed up. all right one two three go oh unanimously yeah. district wow. nine clean sweep by district nine yeah that's crazy especially for something like they live um yeah, yeah. i almost picked they live I didn't think it was going to win, uh, but the more I thought about it and the fact that They Live is a movie that will inevitably come up on this podcast at yeah. some point, um, I figured District 9 would be the way to go because I feel like it's the one that has... I, I feel like there's less of a chance of it coming back in a in another miniseries I mean, later on. There's yeah. enough Carpenter films out there that we could do a punch-out of just exactly. Carpenter films. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and that's what I was thinking That's, that's where most like of my decision fits, came in. Uh, it feels like it's it fits the uh, the series theme a little bit better too. It's like overtly about aliens, where they live is a bit more. I mean, it's also overtly about aliens, but the aliens are, you know, under in disguise most of the time. You know, so I feel like it's a little bit more of a. To be fair, though, we don't have that many other. Uh, we have a few, but we don't have too many where the aliens are in disguise to where, you know, like as either us mm-hmm. as an audience or characters start realizing, what? They're an alien? What? There, there's not. Well, we also be, uh, some I don't think reveal. have any that are that have aliens as refugees, which is such a cool idea mm-hmm. for this kind of thing to like literally talk about, you know, illegal aliens in a very uh, literal kind of way. Yeah. We have one other film that does that. Uh, yes, we oh, okay. and oh man, I hope that it makes it on there. Uh, yeah, so so pretty much Dan's reasoning was my reasoning as well. Of I, I adore <laughs> they live, and I hate that I had to vote it out, but also I, I really want to watch District Nine, and I feel like they live is very easily going to come back up in another punch out. All right, so next up, let me give these a nice good tug and figure out which one. All right, so. <laughs> 
We are starting. Give your balls a nice good tug, Billy Nathan. <laughs> Look, I was just going for uh, subtext. I didn't want to say that outright. All right, Eric, you will be happy. The first up is Zathura. Oh, f- yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, no way. Against. Oh, I'm so excited right now. <laughs> Be less excited against Dark City. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So, Zathura. Um, yes, I'm going to go with the IMDb description from now on just because. We uh, don't want to take up too much time me explaining movies that people already know. Uh, Zathura, two young brothers are drawn into an intergalactic adventure when their house is hurled through the depths of space by the magical board game they are playing. Short, sweet, to the point. Yep. All right. And Dan, are you there? Yeah. What, what are the, uh, the stats for Zathura? Zathura is a 2005 oh. <laughs> film directed by John Favreau. One hour, 41 minutes with a rating of 3.0. It's kind of low. That's too low for mm-hmm. that movie. Is it? All right. Uh, Dark City. <laughs> oh, yes. Dark City. That is something I was supposed <laughs> to be looking up. I was too busy looking at Zathura. <laughs> Focus, dude. We do have somewhat Hello. limited time. I know, I know. Dark City, a man struggles with memories of his past, which include a wife he cannot remember, and a nightmarish world no one else ever seems to wake up from. And Dan, the stats for Dark City. Dark City is the 1998 film by Crow, Helmer, Alex Proyas. It is one hour and 40 minutes with a rating of 3.7. Quite high. One of Roger Ebert's favorite movies of all time. He did a it, it, it was his movie it. of the year, the movie it came out. The year it came out. Yeah. Which is what, 98, I think? I, I just said it. It's <laughs> literally part of the stats. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about little Josh Hutcherson over here. <laughs> so, so <clears throat> here's the thing. Yes. I, we ta- I, I went back and forth with you all. With you all a lot about whether or not I should include Zathura because I was like, you know, I really I really want to talk about this movie because I think it's interesting. I don't think we're going to get a lot of kids movies in here um, because I also had Lilo and Stitch, which I uh, <laughs> we didn't have enough space for. <laughs> which I'm sad about. Um, but, um, and I think it's really interesting because without Zathura, we might not even have the MCU because John Favreau mm-hmm. got the Iron Man job off of Zathura, and I think it is a really surprisingly con- consequential film in film history. It's also just a, f- a f- ton of fun. Like, this movie is so much fun. It's it's Jumanji in space. I mean, it's got an incredible cast of, of like, uh, up-and-comers. So, yeah, I'm excited. And Dark City is a movie I have never seen before, again, and I've been dying to see. And it's another one that I've also started watching and whatever for whatever reason was not able to finish. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, so um, I have not seen Zathura. I love Jumanji, and I, I think I, I think that there could be a really good mix of having just a like a legit kids movie on this because some of the ones, even the ones that I've picked, that are not necessarily good. I adore them, but they're not necessarily good. They're like questionably kids movies. Um, so so even. <laughs> Even right. for example, well, let, let's just go, go with Mac and Me since uh, Robert posted a gift <laughs> of that in the chat earlier. In Mac and Me, the entire family dies 
and then they come back to life. But still, like in a kid's movie, they get or, sorry, not the family, but the kid, the star of the movie in a wheelchair gets shot by the government. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it, uh, for as so bizarre well. of a movie as that is it gets kind of dark and mm-hmm. like i don't know how soon i want my kids watching it in part because it's not good mm-hmm. but yeah so like zathura might be one of the few like actual like kid family appropriate movies yeah dark city is fucking amazing and I don't, I don't, this been- <laughs> I don't want to oversell it because I know that Eric, sometimes if things are oversold, you don't necessarily, you know, think that they live up to the hype. Dark city is a movie that the first time that I saw it, I was a little blown away. I've rewatched it a solid 20 times over the years. Oh, and wow. it's the kind of movie that every time that I watch it, I think that it gets better and better and uh there's a whole heaping dose of existential dread that makes dark city probably i think part of the reason that i love it so much is how uneasy it makes me and mm-hmm. uh and, and if it makes it to um to the actual uh final four and we actually end up discussing it we're gonna go in depth with that during the episode about how good this movie is and Mm -hmm. a few scenes towards the end that are just like oh come on you don't need that you could have just stayed a little bit more on on uh, on track but the overarching like why this movie is so dark and gritty it takes all of that film noir you know a a stranger alone in a dark city Mm -hmm. and takes it to the (laughs) extreme boy so yeah a a nice fun family friendly um john favreau movie versus a movie that it's not scary but because of some of my like own personal fears fills me with so much existential dread that i get uneasy every time i watch it and i love that feeling so much because it kind of ends with some optimism so that is where my thinking is Dan, what about you? Mm. What are some of your thoughts? If we were discussing the best neo modern neo noir films, Dark City would be in there, one thousand mm. percent. I have trouble with it still being classified as an alien movie. Mm. It's understandable. I why it is. It makes sense that it is, but for me, it is not an alien film. It is a sci-fi neo. Interesting. Um. It's hmm. like it's, I, I wouldn't consider something like Blade Runner an alien film if an alien showed up in Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. I would not consider it. Where it's like you probably wouldn't consider Life of Brian to be an alien film, <laughs> even though it has an alien in it, and also, yeah. however, maybe be classified as an alien. There is a difference between like an alien, or you mm-hmm. know, like the the movie being about something else, and then there being a UFO off to the side. Yeah. There's a difference well, the between is, if, that. If you if, if there was a different explanation for who certain characters were that <clears> says <throat> they, they're not aliens or something else, this film still works for me. That's very true. Hmm. However, um, however, Zathura, you can't. I mean, if you take it out of space, it is like you said, Jumanji. Um, so again, I, I'm torn because Dark City is a film that I. <laughs> adore it was literally one of the first blu-rays i ever bought because new line put it out in a platinum collection that had like a commentary by ebert 
Yeah. Which I was like, holy shit, I need to have this. Um, and like, like, like you, Nathan, I've seen it countless times. But for me, the, the, I'm still struggling with the fact: Do I consider an alien film? All right. So oh, uh, two, two this really is... quick, two really quick things, and then a question. Thing number one: Yes, I understand <laughs> that if they weren't aliens, the movie still would work perfectly. But the fact remains that they are, and like that is so <laughs> tied up in the story. But also, uh, as as Robert posted in the chat. If we do cover this one, we need to watch the director's cut because, like, we even were talking about this a few episodes ago off mic when, um, sorry, on mic, but Eric was off headphones because we were talking about whether or not we should include this one because uh, the the um, the fact that there are aliens is part of the reveal, and the non-director's cut starts with a voiceover that tells you that. So the non-director's mm. cut, it starts with, here's an explanation because the studio thinks that we needed to provide an explanation. The mm. director's cut, no voiceover. It just goes straight into confusion. And it is such a better film. Like th- This is one of the few, yes. uh, Eric, you know I've talked about this, where I say, I always want to watch theatrical first. This is one yeah. of the movies that I say, nope, nope, skip theatrical, go straight to mm. director's because of how wildly it changes it from moment one. Right. All right. Here's my yeah, question. This is here's my question also, about Zathura. Go, okay, be, go because, because Dan's point of if they weren't aliens, it would still work just fine. In Zathura, since I've not seen it, does it take place on Earth and then the game introduces aliens? Or even if they are in space, mm. are there any aliens outside of the game? Because to to Dan's point of I don't really consider Dark City to be an alien movie. Is Zathura technically an alien movie, or is it a space yeah. movie that uh, that the game introduces aliens? Because you could make the point, or could make the argument that what happens in the game is not actual aliens, but game induced psychosis. I think it definitely. I mean, it's it's. There are aliens throughout the film. They are going into space. They're technically pulled in through the game. But, I mean, the movie does not treat it as if this is a thing that might not have happened. Well, no, no, sure, like, sure. But are there aliens outside of the game? Um, I'm trying to think. Well, exactly. it's tough to really <laughs> say because the game yeah. is forefront. You know? Yeah. It's like saying, um, well, you know, are there elephants without Jumanji? Because <laughs> Jumanji is what introduces the elo- you know, the animals into the right, country. yeah, or like the monkeys, but they do exist outside of the game, right? That, yeah, that is true. Zathura also has some really incredible practical alien stuff in it too. Which That's is one of things that the really- job on Iron Man was all the exactly, work. yeah, because because John Favreau like really wanted to make it practical, so it's not like the kind of crappy sh- CG stuff that you would get in a typical. Yeah alien kids movie like there's some and one of the aliens in particular is like genuinely kind of frightening like Mm -hmm. there is some scenes of like genuine peril in this movie that i really admire and think is very interesting interesting um so so So, i definitely i I say we we pull it up for a vote yep let's do it all right i don't want to spend too much time on every pairing (laughs) right uh i've I've got my votes (laughs) entered in not hit enter yet do do the two of you have votes locked in this is actually kind of tough for me because I know Nathan just wanted to cover Dark City for so long. Lock it in. 
It's in. It's in. All right. in. On three. One, two, three. Oh, shit. <laughs> First it too soon. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Zethura for the win. Oh, my God. That is incredible. I am very upset and also not too upset because uh, much like they live, Dark City is one that can very, very it's gonna easily come, up come back up yeah. in, in other There is times. no universe where Zathura will ever have another chance at being discussed on this podcast. We, oh, yes, there episode, is. Say, we can just do an entire episode on the disappointing career of Alex Proyas. <laughs> <laughs> How a guy goes from making The Crow and Dark City back to back to... Gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt. Now, yeah. oh, there, there was one other point that I and meant I to robot. make that I uh, forgot. We could have had a Nick Cage adjacent movie um, with with knowing because <laughs> of Proyas. So, congratulations. Oh, that's right. yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I've already watched this month. I would not have included it in this film, this, this draft <laughs> at all. Oh, that's, that's the other thing. Yeah. If I had watched Dark City this morning, I would have watched it immediately again for, uh, for the podcast. All right. So, mm. next up, we have... I'm. So, I cannot believe this just happened. I, Dark City's going to come back around. I'm not that upset about it. I know. I just. I, I initially did not want to include Zathura because I was like, "There's no way," and <laughs> the fact that it even has a chance at this point is just thrilling. All right. So <laughs> next up, we have War of the Worlds 2005. Oh shit! Awesome. Man, I'm getting a lot of my picks in here. Up against Communion. Ooh, okay. All right. So, War of the Worlds uh, is about an alien invasion. Oh, I'm excuse me. An alien invasion threatens the future of humanity. The cat- catastrophic nightmare is depicted through the eyes of one American family fighting for survival. So, pretty straightforward. War of the Worlds, the 2005 film directed by some guy named Spielberg. What? Who is he? Never heard uh, of him. One hour and fifty-seven minutes long, with a rating of three point two. Mm. It's kind of divisive film. Yes. Which is one of the reasons I want to talk about it. All right. And then our next film is Communion, which this is one of those. Uh, this is one that actually is about little little gray alien dudes. Oh, man. All right. October, and 4th, October 4th and December 26th, the Schreiber family drives from New York City to their cabin in the woods. Both nights. Oh, shit. It just cut out. Both nights there are some powerful lights outside and maybe aliens. The dad is mentally affected by the bad dream, quotes, goes to the shrink and is hypnotized. That's a weird summary. Who wrote this? <laughs> that's that's why right. we go with Letterboxd. So yeah, apparently uh, it's got a guy in it who thinks he sees aliens, but maybe thinks he's crazy. I don't know. I've never seen this movie. Oh, not just any guy. It's Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Dan, uh, what are the stats on community? It's a 1989 film directed by Philippe Mora. It is one hour and 43 minutes with a rating of 2.8 and is also <laughs> based on the the nonfiction account. It's actually, the, it's, the movie is about the author, Whitley Stryber, and his real-life account of the time that he was visited by aliens. That's right. Okay, I remember this. I, I remember this now, Yes. That is so fascinating mm. to me. Yeah. Like, this is one of those, like, it's almost like the Amityville horror of alien abduction or mm-hmm. alien abduction films. That's a that's a great comparison, actually. Yeah. Also, from the director of Howling 2, Your Sister is a Werewolf. So, <laughs> you know, that, uh, that's something that uh, probably notches it. And, and Howling 3. Yeah. The Marsupial. Oh, right? 
Yeah. Did he do Howling 3 too? Oh, man. Okay. So, really quick side note. <laughs> oh, he did. The, okay. Yeah. The reason that he did Howling 3. Uh, and the beast the, the reason that Howling 3 is so terrible is because he did Howling 2 and like there was just you know like a bunch of studio interference and you know like telling him more about what it needs <clears> to be <throat> and so with Howling 3 he said it, I'm doing the movie that I want and <laughs> it's so bad uh, but in a way that is so good and um, yeah we, we need to do a, a Howling series we've already covered one of them we need to do the rest of them mmm Philippe Mora, you're an interesting, interesting director. Absolutely. Man, this is another one that's kind of tough because, like, uh, Communion, is, I mean, all these are going to be tough, I'm sure, unless it's like Mac and Me Against the Abyss or something. That's going to be um, tough, dude. <laughs> Communion is is one of those, like, movies that is so uh, like I want to have representation of just, like, the standard, like, when you think of an alien, you think of the bobble-headed gray or green little dudes with the big eyes. And I love the way that this film, like kind of the reputation this film has and the fact that it is apparently based on a true account. That's so fascinating to me. But I also want just like a full on just alien invasion, all out attack movie. Cause that is essentially, I mean, that is what we decided (laughs) the title of this series is. And I think where the world is such a great all out attack alien film. And it's, particularly interesting because of who made it and when it was made post 9-11 and that's definitely Um, one of the things that i think is probably going to be a recurring theme especially with the pairings that we've had so far is we could do a spielberg month and we've already talked about um uh close encounters of the third kind i don't remember if we did a full movie or if we just did that as part of our decades episode it was part of the decades episode i believe but you know it could be a really interesting comparison to talk about communion uh, against um, close encounters. So mm. yeah, I I'm pretty sure I know which one. I so, this is also the only Spielberg film on the list, right? And it's, and he's, you know, known for yes. his alien films. Uh, I mean, that's, that's one of his, Look, his y- calling cards. Y'all had more options for more uh, Spielberg films that you could have put on here. So, well, and I kind of deliberately avoided, I mean, like ET was like one of the first movies that, that popped into my head, but it's like, it's ET. Like we don't need to, it's been talked about enough. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. We all know this. Yeah, I want to get into we, some we, other we types talk of about it. All right. War um, of the Worlds is a movie that like, I feel like people don't, it, it feels like it's a footnote in, Spielberg's career, despite the fact that it was enormously huge and kind of resurrected Tom Cruise's career at the time, it's such a fascinating <sighs> movie, and I want to talk about it so bad. Ugh. I want to talk about for me of because of certain aspects <sighs> of it. It hits me off to the point where I haven't rewatched it. Really, and see, that's what I, th- I think a lot of people felt that way. They were things yep. about that they just hated. Yeah, there's and- a few things in there that I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. I know you're at the age where you don't want to do unhappy endings, Stephen, but Jesus, come <laughs> on. <laughs> Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. So recently, um, I've been going back through screen drafts and listening to all of their episodes and World of the Worlds has come up not only in a recent alien episode that they did, but also a much, much, much earlier alien episode that they did. So World of the Worlds has been talked about a lot on screen. Well, I say a lot, at least twice um, on on screen drafts Mm. and very good things have been said about it. And I have mm-hmm. my pick locked in, so I am ready whenever y'all are. I'm ready, too. I'm, I'm ready. ready. Are you ready? All right. One, two, three, go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I figured. We oh. got a split vote. Communion wins. 
That's okay yeah, though. It, does. it feels it feels more appropriate. I thought War of the Worlds probably wasn't going to win, so I went with it anyway. Uh, again, it's I will probably Spielberg. go back and rewatch War of the Worlds just because, like you said, again, it's one that it probably could use a reevaluation at a certain yeah. point. But it's it was at that era, that early two thousands. Everything mm. needs to be hopeful in Spielberg films. I'm just mm. like, oh. Well, that and, was actually again, your. We we can do a, an entire Spielberg month. So, all right, moving yes, on because we still have a lot of things. And also, mm-hmm. uh, Dan, to your point of we can't spend too long talking about all of them. Most of our discussion happens on this round of sixteen because we don't keep uh, redoing them. All right, so next yeah. up, please be something shitty. Nathan, how much? You've only got like one pick so far, right? Uh, so far, I have. Uh, yeah, so far my only pick yeah, Dark City. got voted out. And that one Dang. was not even one of my top choices. I know. It's as crazy. much as I love it. Alright, here we go. Here we go. God, there's We have Under the Skin. Oh yes. Versus Arrival. Oh shit. Oh man. Oh, oh god. <laughs> not the arrival. Yes, yeah, not the Charlie Sheen film. The uh, <laughs> no, this the would not be nearly as difficult if it was that. <laughs> Damn, uh, man, we got both of our like. These are like the two I think most like cerebral kind of yeah. picks. All right, Eric, uh, what is the description wow. for Under the Skin? Uh, Under the Skin, uh, a mysterious young woman seduces lonely men in the evening hours in Scotland. However, events lead her to begin a process of self-discovery. And Dan, right, Dan, the stats. Take it away. Under the Skin is the 2013 film directed by Jonathan Glazer. It is a one hour and 48 minutes long with a rating of 3.6. Okay. <clears throat> and it is going up against Arrival. Uh, Arrival is about a linguist who works with the military to communicate with alien life forms after 12 mysterious spacecraft appear around the world. Yeah. It is a 2016 film directed by Denny Villeneuve. It is one hour. Sorry, I haven't done the math yet. 56 minutes uh, with a rating of 4.1, our highest rated yeah. film so far. Damn, yeah. it's so good. Multiple <laughs> Oscar nominee. Yeah. Uh, an Oscar winner as well. One for screenplay, right, I believe. Mm. Oh, wait, no. It, oh, it just won in sound editing. It was nominated for screenplay. The screenplay was damn good screenplay by eric heiser who also wrote the thing prequel well i can't remake whatever you want all the winners uh man god damn it this is so hard i really want to talk about both of these arrival is a movie that just blew me away um and i haven't seen under the skin so i really like i i picked arrival for this because I love the approach it takes because it is an alien invasion film that is all about communication which I think is so interesting. It's similar to, it's kind of like the third act of Close Encounters stretched to a full length film. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets into some really heady shit by the end of it. That's a really, that's a great, uh, classy way to say that. <laughs> right, right. Um, it's such a fascinating movie. There would be so much to talk about with this. Um, and Under the Skin, I haven't seen, but I've been dying to see it for so long. It's, Under the Skin it's is about an alien trying to understand humanity. And yeah. not being really sure of how to do that. <laughs> so they're so, both very. So it's about <laughs> it's like the opposite of arrival. <laughs> yeah, it's and again, it's it's probably one of the most <clears throat> unalien alien movies that we could have put on here. 
it also because is the only sexy alien that we have. Yeah, we didn't have any species in here. And I it's wanted to put species in the alien films. But be, because Under the Skin was in our potentials, I left species off. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Robert Woods in here is in the chat. He's uh, he's pushing for Under the Skin. He likes uh, he's he's a big Under the Skin fan, I guess. Uh, Robert, I believe on your letterbox profile, Under the Skin is like one of your pinned reviews. Yeah. <laughs> um, because you know, I stalk. Yeah, he says it is. Uh, yeah, I stalk everyone's letterbox profile. It's true. <laughs> so, so I've not seen either. Uh, so we've got a a, um, a a sexy alien trying to understand people through sex, and we've got a Villeneuve directed, thoughty alien trying to understand people with thoughts. Mm. Uh, sure. Well, it yeah. Well, Arrival is a uh, is actually more about humans understanding the Whatever. aliens. Whatever. Yeah. The aliens Not are seen either. kind of unknowable. I'm talking about both of my. It's about language, Ooh, which is really interesting. Man. And the other oh, one's about man. body language. But yes. under the skin, oh. it's also about communication. There's <laughs> so much talking in this film. So much talking. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I am honestly very torn on this one. And <clears throat> I'm super torn. I don't know I mean, what to may, go with. I'm glad that these are both up against each other because I don't feel like there's no way that both of these movies would would make it to the final round because they fill kind of that same that same spot. It's just especially difficult because it's not like they're going up against something else. You know, like putting them specifically together against one another at this point is makes it hard. All right, I was hoping I've, the bracket I've, would. I've got my vote locked in, and also I'm locked in. I'm kind I'm of loving in. the fact that so far <clears throat> none of my picks, at least none of my uh, silly picks, have made it on there because that means there's an even better chance. <laughs> That some of them might go up against each other. Right. So like the fact that some of them might go up against each other means that hopefully at least one of them is going to make it. Advance. All right. Uh, right. I've I've got mine picked in or locked in. Eric, do you have yours locked in? Yeah. Good to go. Dan, you ready? Go. All right. One, two, three, go. Oh, and a sweep for under the skin. Little surprising. I almost went with a rival, but I so my deciding factor was the fact, uh, <clears throat> similar to others, I could see a rival coming back up later. But more importantly, I, I, at first I was like, "Ooh, man, a four point whatever you said—that's really high." That's—I don't think that we have any other movies on here that have an over four point whatever rating on on Letterboxd. Mm-hmm. Which means it's not going to be as divisive, which means Under the Skin might have more to discuss because hopefully it's going to be a little bit more bizarre and a little bit more divisive. And yeah. uh, we might have a better it is, with it. it is definitely more bizarre. That's why I went with it, too. Arrival is so I mean, it's it's a phenomenal film and I would love to talk about it one day. Um, yeah, but I like talking about those divisive ones. All right. Next up. I agree. We have. <clears throat> please, 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 please. All right. There's pick number one. And pick number two. We have. <laughs> I love watching Nathan's face. I'm, I'm not upset about this. We have. I'm slightly upset about this. Starship Troopers. Oh. Up against bad taste. Oh, man. Okay. I see why you're slightly upset. Oh. All right, Starship Troopers. Oh, uh, what? I just I, you know how much I love Verhoeven. 
you know that we've been wanting to talk about Starship Troopers for years. You uh-huh. also know how much I adore Bad Taste and Early Jackson when he just did fucking weird movies. So this is a hard one for me. This is the, these are both your picks, right, Nathan? No, uh, Bad Taste was mine. Starship Troopers was Dan's, I think. Oh. Was it? Oh, was it? Uh, wait, no, or no, maybe, no. Maybe Starship uh, was part of the audience. Pick. Yeah, Starship was, was one of the ones that was uh, posted in the chat. That's right. Yeah, it was either Robert or uh, um, I think it was Corey, Corey right? that posted that one. All right. So yeah, gotcha, uh, okay. the description for Starship Troopers, Eric. Starship Troopers, humans in a fascist militaristic future wage war with giant alien bugs. The end. Nothing else. The 1997 no. film <clears throat> directed by Paul Verhoeven. Uh, longest film so far at two hours and nine minutes with a rating of 3.7. Criminally low. <laughs> Surprisingly uh, high based on how this film was initially received when this film right. was Right. That's, that's what I was thinking. Um, all right. Bad taste. Uh, the population of a small town disappears and is replaced by aliens that chase human flesh for their intergalactic fast food chain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's, directed by, it's directed by Peter Jackson, made in 1987. One hour, 32 minutes long with a rating of 3.2. All right. So mm-hmm. here is one of the other complicating factors for me. We're going to do a Verhoeven month period we're also going to do a first time feature film month mm-hmm. so both of these have the potential to show back up in future months yeah there's not like some other way to <laughs> for you to figure out which one to eliminate yeah i'll say this mm. let's see if this helps you decide i've never seen bad taste um i'm afraid of some early peter jackson movies to be perfectly honest with you Bad Taste and Meet the Feebles in particular are <laughs> movies. I'm like, I don't know if I want to see these because oh, I man. feel like I would just feel gross the whole time. You, you, you will definitely with Meet the Feebles. There's the one fe- scene yeah, in particular with Bad Taste that uh, if it makes it to the end, I can already picture the goddammit Nathan text that I'm going to receive uh-huh. when, when you get to it. Uh-huh. Starship Troopers is a movie that I really appreciate in terms of the... the I appreciate it as an adaptation of the novel by Robert Heinlein because the movie is a criticism of the novel and I find that so interesting Mm -hmm. and um, I've read the book and I've seen the movie because I I, uh, we covered it in a a class that I took in college that was about literature and science fiction and when I watched the movie I didn't love it I appreciated it and I've been wanting to go back and revisit it because I do find it fascinating and I, I particularly find it fascinating because I think there are a lot of people who watch Starship Troopers and completely miss the satire, yep. like with a lot of Verhoeven films. And they just love the rah-rah, kind of jingoistic, like kill those f***ing alien bugs. Ah, uh, man. I And I really want to give Starship Troopers another shot. But Bad Taste, too, is it would be a very unique film. There would be no other film like it in any way if we went with that. Uh, I will also say... Whichever of these makes it through, if it makes it through to the end, they are both going to have pretty much the same level of enthusiasm for me. For me, there is no loser in in this one uh, because either of them, I'm I'm going to be perfectly fine with. Um, Dan, do you have any thoughts that you want to add before we? I can just tell you how much fun it was at the video store when Starship Troopers came out, <laughs> especially in Central Maine. 
where let's just say people might be a little bit more literal in their readings of films. Sure. Um, and people <clears throat> hating on this movie, hating on this movie. Cause it was just so stupid, man. You know, and uh, oh, it's just like I watched it. I have loved this film since day one. I think because I had seen other Verhoeven films. I hate to sound like this, but I got it. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas the majority of the movie renting public did not. And I mean, especially that you're going in expecting it to just be a big shoot 'em up, you know, like yeah, you right. know. And yeah. it's played so earnestly that I think that like people are like, oh, this is just so cheesy, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah, it got a lot of complaints upon return, oh. this film. A lot of complaints upon yeah. return, which just made me, I think, even all the more happier. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and Bad Taste was the, the first time I saw it was at the video store. It took us forever to find a copy to get into the store. Because this was just like, we were able to get like both this and Meet the Feebles at the same time somehow. Mm. And I, we put it up on our like employee choice walls and just watching people rent oh, and, and us kind of being like, <laughs> That's what I was about to ask. Like, <laughs> they're gonna hate this. <laughs> I, I can imagine people being like, "I'm never coming back to this video store again." <laughs> if you have these there, there uh, were sick people, people that were like, "This looks like a Mu- the Muppet Show," and I'm like, "Well, it kind of is the Muppet Show." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's Muppets going wrong. A realistic take of what the Muppet Show would really be like. I think. It's uh, it's more of a Muppet representation of the horrible lives dark that side of some, showbiz yeah that some people on broadway like have to go through in order to quote unquote make it big even though they never actually make it big all right i've i've got my vote locked in i i'm gonna Same. be sad with Same. whichever one doesn't make it through but i'm also <clears throat> gonna be happy with whichever one does so mm-hmm. uh so yeah all right on three one two three go yes oh, oh shit oh oh wow okay I, oh thank god <clears throat> Nathan, uh, were you expecting this? I like no, the audience in suspense, not even I, them. I, all right, so uh, <laughs> Bad Taste just won by a vote of two to one. I was not expecting it. I was expecting Starship Troopers to go through. Um, the, I'm, I'm just going to jinx myself right now and say I haven't lost yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I've lost, I just lost twice in a row. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to lose the remaining the remaining uh, games here, but I'm just going to put that up there right now. I haven't lost yet. So oh, I guess not in a row because we all did under the skin. But I I was not expecting bad taste to make it through. <clears throat> I'm I'm glad that it did. It is um it is a very unique experience, and Eric, I really hope it makes it to the end because I want you to experience that. I feel like this is one of those like short and fruit things like where you are short and fraud or whatever however you say it but uh where nathan's like i just want to force eric to watch this movie and, I, and it's not that i and i don't feel like i'm gonna hate it or anything it's just like there are certain like some there's of the a earlier, lot that you're gonna hate there i feel like I, you just need to watch it to have an even greater appreciation of how did the f- did they give this guy lord of the rings i did yeah that is peter jackson's the arc of his career is one of the most fascinating things that has ever happened in the history of cinema i'm if if Um, it does make it to the end i'm trying to think about what movie would be a good prep for eric to help him appreciate it so like with starship troopers if you watch robocop or just you know any other verhoeven film um i'm not sure you can prep for bad taste that's (laughs) that's the thing but like it's it's so good but it's so 
bad. And so like there needs to be something to kind of be like, all right, these are the kinds of things that you need to focus on to appreciate. I mean, I've seen Dead Alive. Like I feel like I have a general idea and I've seen Dead Alive is much better made. Yeah. Right, and it's a. I know. I understand. It's a first time film. It's one of those he put it together, kind of like how Lynch did Eraserhead, where it's like I'm just kind of making it as I go along over a period of time with limited budget and being as creative as I possibly can. And I do like that. Like again, Eraserhead is one of those movies where it's like I I don't enjoy the act of watching it, but I'm <laughs> glad that I have seen it, and I think it is one of the most impressive movies I've ever seen. Robert just but posted to, in the chat. Even Lynch had a budget. <laughs> <laughs> all right <clears throat> we we can get further into it if it makes it to the next round because uh with the things that are already gonna make it to the round of eight i'll be surprised if bad taste makes it to the end all right so up next think about the next oh man all right all right what do we got what do we got Ooh. Ooh. there's good one movie that hasn't come up good yet things happening good things happening all right up next, we have Invaders from Mars going up mm. against Dark Skies. Interesting. <laughs> what an interesting pairing. Okay. Mm. All right. So Invaders from Mars. Uh, is... Make sure that it's the 80s version, um, not the one from the 50s, because apparently there are two of them, but this one is very right, specifically yeah. the, Invaders the Toby Hooper. Yes. It's the Toby Hooper. Yes. Yeah, the Toby Hooper Invaders yes. from Mars. Okay, yeah. Uh, in Invaders from Mars, a boy tries to stop aliens who have taken over his town and are attempting to brainwash its inhabitants. So very classic alien invasion did, film. Did you read the description from Letterboxd? Read the one from Letterboxd. No, for I'm this doing one. IMDb. Read the like one from Letterboxd for this one. The ones on Letterboxd are too long, Nathan. We don't have that much time. We, we have time for this. It will make a difference. Listen, the movie's called Invaders from Mars. I think it's pretty obvious what it's about. It's about invaders. <laughs> the description from on Letterboxd will make a difference. Oh, Might make a difference. All right, sorry, I have. I have two windows open on very small things, and I have to like scroll over, over and do all. The, I put Invaders of Mars. That doesn't make any sense. All right, right Invaders well, from Mars. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. sorry, I have to I have to do the litter box one. In this remake of the classic 50s sci-fi tale, a boy tries to stop an invasion of his town by aliens who take over the minds of his parents, his least-liked school teacher, and other townspeople. With the aid of the school nurse, the boy enlists the aid of the U.S. Marines. Oh, yeah, so pretty straightforward. 1986 film. It's a remake. This one directed by Toby Hooper. It is one hour's... 40 minutes long and is rating of 2.9 put out by Canon films. Oh, this is a can. I didn't realize that. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know much about invaders from Mars or like a lot of, uh, Toby Hooper's career, honestly, like after Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So that'd be, that'd be interesting. All right. So then the other film is dark skies. This is the 2013 dark skies, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So for Dark Skies, this is such an interesting pick. I believe Robert suggested this one. Uh, Dark Skies. As the Barrett family's peaceful suburban life is rocked by an escalating series of disturbing events, they come to learn that a terrifying and deadly force is after them, one which may have arrived from beyond the stars. Mm. And that's it. It's not much. Is it? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, all right. So... Oh, Dan, do we get our... Uh, oh, yeah, the, the stats. Sorry. 2013 film by Scott Stewart, one hour, 37 minutes long, with uh, our lowest rating yet so far of 2.7. Mm, so another divisive one, potentially. Mm. Well, is it is it just low or is it universally bad? I've not seen it, so I, I can't make the judgment on it's this. It's from one. the director of Legion and Priest, which is interesting. 
Okay. And Robert over here saying it's in a Blumhouse style horror. So this is kind of okay. like a more overt horror film, which we have not gotten yet. Um, all right. So yeah, Dark Skies. This is a movie. I'm trying to remember because this is after I started working at the movie theater, but I seem to remember thinking that I saw part of this. It has Carrie Russell in it, which is really interesting. Uh, I love her so much. And I'm trying to look at some of these reviews. Josh Hamilton. Oh, J.K. Simmons is in this movie too. Okay, that mm. uh, that's a good thing. I do love J.K. Simmons. It's got a great cast. Say, so, while uh, Invaders from Mars did not have a great cast, it does have directed by Toby Hooper and written by Dan O'Bannon. Ooh, oh man, Dan O'Bannon. Oh, it, it, it was written by Dan. <laughs> I knew that was going to get Eric. I knew <laughs> that was going to get Eric. So, uh, so here's what you need to know about Invaders from Mars because I've not seen either of these. That one um, has Timothy Bottoms in it. From I've. Uh, I've Last seen picture show. Parts. And it is told from a child's perspective, so I think that's a, an interesting thing too. I I've seen part of either Legion or Priest. I can't remember which one. So I've seen some of the work of uh of Scott Stewart, the director of Dark Skies. Um so for me, we have a Scott Stewart film versus a Dan O'Ban written, Toby Hooper directed, Canon Films produced <laughs> film. So obviously you're going with the other one. I mean, you don't know that. You you never know. <laughs> Chaos <laughs> reigns. So I just Nathan, you are you are very uh, sympathetic to to the underdogs, and which is why Dark Skies might be my <clears throat> pick. I know <laughs> because that's what I'm it does not have Dan O'Bannon or Toby Hooper or Canon Films. And also, of course, Karen Black is in Invaders from Mars too. That's so, also uh, from the '80s. All right, I've got my vote locked in. Oh, yeah, I guess I should probably type that up. Yeah. I've got mine locked in. All right. And I am ready to go. All right. One, two, three, go. Oh, shit. <laughs> I keep accidentally pushing the button be- before it's <laughs> yeah. too late. Oh. <laughs> and surprising absolutely everyone, Invaders from Mars with the upset. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the, uh, the unanimous sweep, you mean? The unanimous sweep, yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think we were trying to play into the fact that we were trying to play up like, oh yeah, what a what a matchup. This is interesting, but I think it was pretty obvious. Invaders from Mars was uh was gonna take it. <laughs> yeah, the we had to do that. It's such a and I like that. It's like a classic. It's it's the closest in vain to like the classic fifties stuff. Unless maybe Mars Attacks gets. I was uh, saying, it would have been neat out. to have this go up against uh, Mars Attacks. Mars. Yeah, that would have been that, that would have been, been a much harder decision. Totally, they're different, but it would have been a neat thing to go up against. Oh man, I'm really, I'm still kind of pulling for Mars Attacks to be pulled. I love that movie. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six. All right, so we have two more pairings in our round of 16. Oh my God, we don't have much. Oh, there's one movie that has not come up yet that I am. Just... There are a lot of my movies that have not come up yet. <laughs> Almost all of mine. Uh, Invaders from Mars uh, was at least one that I added, and Dan, I think, chose that one. So I yes. am grateful for that. I'm pretty That's... happy with a couple of mine have come up, so yeah. I'm pretty happy. I'm Robert, happy Robert just put in the chat what I what we're all thinking, which is where is the abyss? <laughs> where is the abyss? I need. Oh, okay. right, go. oh God! All right. <laughs> this oh, no. might be uh, the best oh, no. pairing that we have yet. <clears throat> I'm so I'm so nervous. Nathan is too happy about this. Am, <laughs> this does am, not bode well. I am way too happy. So. In our next pairing, we have Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay. Up against. Eric, do you want to take a guess at what it's up against? 
The Abyss? No, Mom and Dad uh, Save the World. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, oh, right. man. <laughs> so, uh, Eric, I don't know why you... I have... For whatever reason, I've just made Mom and Dad Save the World my nemesis. I've not actually seen <laughs> this movie, but this is just... As you are pulling up the descriptions for those, I will say the same thing about this that I said about Starship Troopers versus Bad Taste. I'm not going to be upset with whichever one goes through because uh i this is I the most nathan so, matchup so excited to discuss either of these yeah killer clowns i believe was a was an audience pick and then uh if it hadn't been it was one that was absolutely going to be my picks so like when i uh yeah. when i went oh, through yeah. like when we had that huge list and i was like all right let's all pick eight it's like i've got my six picked but i want to know what the rest of you are going to pick before i pick my last <clears> two if Killer Clowns hadn't been an audience pick, it absolutely would have been uh, one of my top eight immediately. So yeah. I'm I'm not even the slightest upset at which everyone goes through. <laughs> and also, uh, remember, all, right. all of us still okay. have our chaos cards. None of us have used that yet. I know. Yeah, I know. I also kind of forgot about it. Uh, so. <laughs> so, so far, there's not been any that I, I don't think, think I would have used been. it on. Yeah, so far, maybe I could see you have using that on War of the Worlds. That's the only Maybe, one. Yeah, that... But the rest of them, I think there's there's been enough of like, eh, we'll cover it eventually. All right. So <clears throat> See, I've, I've, I've won every choice so far. So <laughs> <to> consider it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right. Eric, killer clowns from outer space description. Um, yeah. Aliens who look like clowns come from outer space and terrorize a small town. That is the description on both IMDb and Letterboxd. Pretty straightforward. Killer clowns from outer space. The tagline is, it's crazy. <laughs> with a K. <laughs> Actually, no, it's with a C. Really? I, I don't know why, but it's with because a C. Because the Kyoto <laughs> brothers didn't write the tagline, I'm sure. I just yeah. find that to be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, uh, 1988 film directed by the Chiodo brothers, even though only one is credited as the director. It is Much one like hour, heavens. 28 minutes long, and a rating of 3.3. Once again, okay, and then low. <laughs> and then our next film is Mom and Dad Save the World. An alien overlord plans to blow up the Earth, but first he snatches and proposes to marry an Earthman's wife. <laughs> Interesting. What a what a poster this movie has. Yep. 1992 film directed by Greg Beeman, also one hour and twenty eight minutes long, with a rating of two point six. So, a few things to consider about uh, Killer Clowns versus uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space versus Mom and Dad Save the World. <laughs> I absolutely adore Killer Clowns from Outer Space. It is one of my all-time favorite movies. The first time that I saw it, I was like, oh, yes, of course, this is me. And it is one of my go-tos. Like, anytime that I want to watch something, I'm like, I don't, what do I want to, ah, Killer Clowns. It is, it is like right there at the front of my collection. I adore this movie so much. It it fits in perfectly with like uh, the, the 80s remake of The Blob and Slither and all of these other kind of CD-ish 80s uh, kind of um, like drive-in style movies. And yes, I'm aware of the fact that Slither is not from the 80s, but it absolutely has that feel. It, um, it, it has the... The aliens are the same molds that they used in... Um, uh, oh, shit. Um... Ernest Scared Stupid. It's the same oh, yeah, that they right. have for the trolls. It has John Vernon uh, as a as a bit <laughs> character who is just 
just so playing up his role in one of the best ways possible um to, to the point you know like in the old like 80s movies where the cops didn't believe people when they were like oh there's aliens attacking us well john fernan is uh, is the cop and like aggressively not believing people like when they call he says mm-hmm. that they're drunk and just like hangs up on them as he himself oh, man, is yeah, getting progressively yeah. drunk it is it's so good is really great uh it is a bit more violent than what you would think but also like mm-hmm. one of those great gateway horrors i don't know if i would show it to a kid less than 10 but once the kid starts being like a lot more interested and and like i think that they can handle some of the horror because of how cheesy this is this is a great gateway horror movie it it is hilarious mm-hmm. uh the giant um clown at the end is <laughs> it's just so so the effects good. are so great and the chioda brothers there that's kind of like their wheelhouse right they were effects guys yeah it's yeah. it is practically a perfect movie i dare say a perfect movie but i'm aware of the limitations but it is it is practically a perfect movie mom and dad save the world is directed by uh greg beeman who also directed license to drive he also uh <laughs> He oh my also, god nathan's just just delighted right also now. directed problem child three it is also written by i mean maybe the best of the trilogy <laughs> probably also written by ed solomon and chris chris matheson and chris matheson you might know from also having written bill and ted's excellent adventure and the other bill and ted movies and a goofy they both movie. did right i think they so. both wrote bill and ted uh, he also wrote a goofy movie. Ed Solomon did another great, uh, great alien movie, Men in Black. <laughs> Ed Solomon bracket, also did um, a a video monsters um, uh, a video monsters favorite, Super Mario Bros. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> he also <laughs> wrote What Planet Are You From? All right, fellas. This what, what we what, got? Well, hold on. There's a little bit uh, more that you need to know about Mom and Dad Save the World. Okay. It also has music written by Jerry Goldsmith. Ooh. It also is starring Terry Gar and John Lovitz uh, with bit parts from Wallace Shawn and Eric Idle. And it also is starring, you know, a horrible human being. But we're going to ignore that uh, for the sake of talking about the movie. It also has some great practical effects of little bulldog aliens and little fish aliens and. And, and a character. Oh, it's got the little twin dudes from the from all the Joe Dante movies. It also has a character you know I that I think was. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. I think so. It also has an alien For character that I think um, was perfectly inspired by Super Mario Brothers. Sorry, Super Mario Bros. In a way that I wish that these had been the Goombas in uh, in Super Mario Bros. Rather than what <laughs> it was. Mom and Dad Save the World. Here's one of the reasons that I have this on the list. This is the last thing that I'll say about it before the two of you give some of your arguments of which one is which. Of of, of, uh, uh, just some of your arguments. So you know how on the podcast a number of times we've talked about how like um, we don't think that people should be shamed for the movies that they haven't seen. So like if there's Mm -hmm. an iconic movie that someone's not seen, like we have excitement. Like oh man, you could see that for the first time. I'm jealous rather than the what you've seen you've not seen that what's wrong with you 
on the mm-hmm. other side of that, whenever someone talks about a guilty pleasure, I think that that is bullshit. I think that there should not be any such thing as a guilty pleasure. People mm-hmm. should not be guilted for the movies that they enjoy. If you like a movie, no matter how bad or dumb or horribly written or horribly acted, if you like it, if it brings you joy, awesome. We need to be celebrating that. So mom and dad save the world. I rewatched it the other day. It's not <laughs> good. There <laughs> is uh, certainly a leading reason to hate this movie or to never watch it again. However, I enjoyed it as a kid. It still has parts that made me laugh. It brought me joy. I acknowledge Mm. the fact that it's not good. But part of the reason that it's on this list is to combat guilty pleasures. And like, no, if you like a movie, stop adding the guilty qualifier and just enjoy it. So and this is a perfect matchup for that. Yes, it is. (sighs) Thoughts from either of you on things. I suspect I'm going to end up losing this one again, but we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Remember, we also still have our chaos cards, and there's only one more pairing left. My God, I know. There are two movies in particular that I really, really, really want on this list, and neither one have been drawn yet. So, uh, okay. All right. I've got my vote locked in. How about you guys? Dan, is there anything else that you want to add? To the Killer Clowns versus Mom and Dad Save the World. Um, nothing hasn't been said already, so I'm good to go. All right, I'm not. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> He's still still trying to decide. All right, all right, all right. I I think I know. All right, I'm good. Ready? All right. One, two, three, go. <laughs> oh! Wow! Another sweep for Ugly mom and dad save the world for mom and dad. Here's the thing that's so I truly thought Killer about Clown that. was going to win this. Uh, so did I because mom and dad save I, the world is the one that you sent me the text that said, "Are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to have to remove two of my top ten for fucking yeah. mom and dad save the world and Mac and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I think wow. that it is a, Killer Clowns is a movie that is it's a, another one of those I think is like the first thing you think of when you think of alien movies because it's you know right there in the title and uh and you you kind of sold me a little bit more on it but because it was written by ed solomon and chris matheson um and yeah i i just i feel like it was uh i honestly wow. expected you guys to go with killer clowns but uh but I've, i'm excited i've seen killer clowns so many times right i'm, I'm yeah. talking like i've probably seen it near 50 times over the course of my life <clears throat> I don't. Right. I don't need to see it again right now. That's, that's kind of where <laughs> I'm at. I, too. I love like, that movie, but I would much rather give the time to something. I feel like I've seen Mom and Dad Saves the World, although I don't remember it. I remember parts. Yeah. I think. I, I think I could. When I watch it, I'll be like, I remember that scene. There's mm-hmm. there is going to be a lot if it makes it to the end. There's going to be a lot of discussion during the episode of this movie is so dumb but also here's why it still amuses me never uh, in a million years did i think that mom and dad save the world was going to make it to the end i put that in, sure yeah based on what's already been drawn that film ain't made it to the end man <laughs> i still this have is my why i love this, this bracket stuff because it's like you get these weird ass mashups where certain movies could easily squeak to the top with that that would never have a chance otherwise well and also much like some of the other ones amazing movies that didn't make it I, killer clowns i could very easily see showing up in a number of other uh, punch outs 
Sure. I, I don't see mom and dad save the world showing back up that often. So, all right. So, in the last peering in the round of 16. All right. I'm praying to, praying to the gods here. Thanks to our alien overlords. Yet, which haven't shown up. The last two. Come on. That come we on, are come going on, to be discussing. <laughs> please, 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 please. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, this one's going to be another tough one, and there is going to be a lot of heartbreak in the movies that did not even make it into the round of 16. For our last pairing, we have Mars Attacks. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Versus Little Shop of Horrors. Dang, okay. So my initial thought is I cannot believe that the Abyss... Or Night of the Creeps. Those are two that I, were, I was really pulling for the Abyss and Night of the Creeps to show up on here, uh, which really sucks. But also, damn, that's a great yeah. last pairing and a difficult decision. Well, start with okay. the description. Oh, description. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Mars I'm just like, description. I'm just like I'm, I'm a, I've been shocked into... A you, you, need a, you need a moment, don't you? My role, yeah. Okay, <clears throat> so Mars Attacks. <laughs> Um, Earth is invaded by Martians with unbeatable weapons and a cruel sense of humor. <laughs> that's, that's that's a great description. It's really great. Uh, uh, it is a 1996 film directed by Tim Burton. One hour, 46 minutes long with a rating of 3.2. All right. And then our next one is Little Shop of Horrors. This is the 1986 version. Yes. The musical adaptation of the Roger Corman film. Um, a nerdy florist finds his chance for success and romance with the help of a giant man-eating plant who demands to be fed. It is, again, 1986, directed by, hey, we've already mentioned Muppets, Frank Oz. Uh, one hour, 34 minutes long with a rating of 3.8. Ooh, how is it that long? An hour, yeah. 34? It's not that long. Yeah. What are you talking I would say it's perfect length for that film. Sure. Um, All right. <clears throat> Damn, this is a tough decision. Eric, since you seem to be struggling <clears throat> the most, because I'm fairly certain I know which one I'm going with. Since you seem to be struggling here. the most, what are some of your internal conflicts that you were trying to work through? I mean, Mars Attacks is kind of like the film that introduced me to alien movies. Like, I watched this movie, that movie so much as a kid. I think it is such a blast. It is... Such a fun little, uh, you know, tribute to 50 science fiction. And it is so funny and so ridiculous and has an incredible cast. Little Shop are, of Horrors is a... Are, are, like, are you making the argument for Little Shop of Horrors, not Mars? <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. And then you have Little Shop of Horrors, which is exactly the same thing, but it's a musical. Um, and... A musical I, directed by Frank Oz, starring Rick Moranis, with bit right, parts yeah. from Steve Martin and puppets. Bill Murray. It's got puppets. Oh, this is just one of those matchups that's a heartbreaker because, like, I mean, I, I know what it's I'm going with. Matchup. It's a great matchup. It's so, a great matchup. Other things to consider. Uh, so far in our all-out alien attack, um, we <clears> have <throat> two alien invasions, bad taste, yeah. and invaders from Mars. So, in neither of these do we actually have like an all-out alien attack. In our yeah, because we didn't do War of the Worlds. Yeah, so War <laughs> of the Worlds didn't make it. Although we do already have aliens from Mars, so you know things to consider. 
mean, in, oh, and yeah, Invaders from Mars. That's yeah, that's the other thing. We uh, damn it, okay, because that's the thing. Mars Attacks is truly an alien invasion, like a big bombastic, like we're l- murdering the president and all this shit. Spoiler alert, I guess. For <laughs> there is also a musical element in terms of how the aliens are defeated. That is that is very true. Um, oh my god. Okay. I wow. I'm not going to be upset with each with. I am not going to be upset with whichever one moves forward because uh, I'm going to have a lot of fun with both of these, but I do also already know which one I, I'm going to The thing about Little Shop, too, is that it's like, I could see how someone would say that it doesn't qualify as an alien movie. I mean, it definitely is, but it's also like not a movie I think of as an alien movie a lot of times. Um, it's one that I is it questionably a- like, okay, is this actually an alien or was there a mutation because of the eclipse? There's right. Know, well, I mean, the movie makes it pretty clear that it's an alien. Um, particularly if you watch the alternate ending, we also must, oh, I'm not sure signs isn't on here either. Signs isn't on here. Uh, so here's other things to think about in terms of what kind of aliens you want to discuss. Um, we do not so we do have um what kind of aliens do we have so we do have like some very alien ish looking aliens we do not have any other plant based aliens so far we do not have invasion of the body snatchers we do not have um uh, oh shit what was one of the other plant based ones that i'm trying to think of that i can't remember right now anywho we don't have any plant based aliens right now so mm-hmm. you know other things to think about. All right, I've got my vote locked in. Eric, do same, you? Same. All right, one, two, three, go. Oh, hold on, sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, look at that. Another sweep, guys. We we keep talking about how these are difficult, which they are, but at the same time, it's like we <laughs> there are a lot of uh, unanimous uh, decisions. We are going with Little Shop of Horrors, and um, I am now expecting to lose every single argument from this point on. Because I, my, I, I you had a clean sweep, sweep, right? I had a oh clean sweep for round one. That's so insane. I, yeah, you... I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm. I now have to settle for heartbreak because the odds are against me now. A little shop of every choice. <laughs> you know, you know, you want to know what put it over the top for me? Frank Oz. Uh, Frank. Well, no, it, Frank Oz is is a is a great factor. Um, music. I, I mean. You know, yeah. you all know how much I love musicals. I uh, I love the idea of getting a musical in here. So yeah, we didn't have any other musicals. I didn't want to lean too heavily into that. I thought that that might make a difference, but I didn't want to play my cards uh, too much. I'm so interested now to see what the next round lineup matchups are going to be. God, this is going to be insane. All right, oh, so guys, it's such a uh, wide variety of films. <laughs> all right, so at the halfway point, we have uh, these eight movies moving forward. District Nine. Zathura, Communion, Under the Skin, Bad Taste, Invaders from Mars, Mom and Dad Save the World, <laughs> and Little Shop of Horrors. And I, insanity. I cannot <laughs> wait to see what happens. And Absolute I, insanity. I, I suspect <laughs> that there's going to be at least one chaos card being used in the round of eight, because now that I know what is definitely in the running and what is <clears throat> definitely not going to move forward... I'm I'm curious. All right, so in the round of eight, we have up first under the skin. Ooh, okay. versus this makes me happy <clears throat> against Zathura. 
Uh. <laughs> oh shit! And obviously, we don't uh. we don't need to go back through and give all of the stats. Uh, but you know, maybe some of the the thoughts of uh of what well, just some of your thoughts of the pairings. I c- I don't think that there are any two movies that we could have possibly paired on this list that are more mismatched from one another. Yeah. Like no no other pairing could be more disparate than these two and that is a bummer. Oh my god. Um <laughs> I I haven't seen either. Uh I'm I'm very curious to see both. These are two movies that I plan on watching regardless. Also, this is only the round of eight, so you also have to think about whichever one of these moves forward still has to go up against another film. So, for me, it's thinking, which of these two movies do I think has more likelihood of winning, and which one do I want to win, or I I don't want it to win for potentially something else? I just had a very strong urge to tell you to shut the up because I'm, I'm so I'm so angry right now. Eric, why are you angry? What what about this pairing makes you angry? Because I want both of them to go on. I, I just sure. love them both. They're so different, and they're so and like. I mean, well, I've got my vote locked just, in, so I I know I know I've got mine. I've got I mine in too. I've got mine in too. I I feel like we'll probably be. All right, let's let's go ahead and okay. Uh, How's dark? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Robert's posting in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Robert says chaos card. I love it. Uh, all right, yeah, let's let's reveal it and then we can give some of our thoughts. One, two, three, go. Under the skin, yeah. clean, sweet. Under the skin. And now I'm trying to decide actually if I want to use my chaos card because so, if there's anything that this has taught me, it's that. I want to save them to pull a movie out that doesn't get selected because there are so many movies. Like, because we're not going to discuss The Abyss or Night of the Creeps or Fire in the Sky or any of these. But also, the thrill would be so fun in this. In this, oh, part, um, part of what are my the other movies we have left? Remind me again. So, well, so part of my reasoning for this one is. Much like some of the other ones that have been knocked out, I could see Zathura showing back up in, you know, like a, a, a kids movie month or, um, mm-hmm. you know, like like a uh, not just mo- or, uh, sorry, not just games that come to life, but like a media that comes to life. So things like Jumanji and Zathura and um, uh, Last Action Hero, I could see like a month of that kind of stuff under the skin. I really board only game see movies. It. I, I really only see under the skin showing back up in, um, in in sexy yeah. aliens, which might be a thing. So yeah. we, we still have District Nine, Communion, Bad Taste, Invaders from Mars, Mom and Dad, and Little Shop of Horrors. Sorry, Mom and Dad saved the world, not Mom and Dad. I was just shorting <laughs> you, and I'm like, you're not watching the Angry Nick Cage film, right? So, oh, Eric, are, are you going to use your chaos card? Because you have to choose it before we move on to the next one. You cannot only, retroactively yeah, use it. The only thing I'm thinking of now is I'm like, would we ever do a board games popcorn punch out? Absolutely, we would. That would be really fun. That would um, be fun. Also, uh, I'm f***ing using my chaos cards. The throw is going oh, on. Oh. I'm doing it. I'm doing oh, it. Man. Because on, right. the more I think about it, the more I feel like this was an inevitability. Because if there was any chance of Zathura making it to the end, it probably had to have been... <laughs> done through the chaos card and if it makes it all the way to the end that is going to be an absolute fucking triumph now i have uh, to find that one because i already put it in the discard <laughs> and i am 
Oh man, I'll, I'll find that's it nice. as we discuss the. Uh, yeah, so Thor makes one. it all the way to the end of this. I am going to just be jumping with joy, guys. You know, I'm just right on the back of this one because I'm, I'm doing like it. Finding it. Oh man, uh, it, yeah, Zathura might wait. No, the hunt didn't make it all the way through, so maybe <laughs> this one won't either. All right, <clears throat> Zathura is in the. It's not going to be in the round of four, so this one is getting set aside for the round of uh, for the chaos. This is where we randomly draw one. It's not like we use a bracket. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. all right. Next up, Next match. we have. Bad taste versus mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh oh uh oh Nathan doesn't look too happy. I don't look too happy because it's up against mom and dad save the world. <laughs> Here's the thing that does make me happy about that. One of these is moving into the final four. Either bad taste <laughs> or mom and dad save the world is going to be in the final four, which also means. Ooh, this this also means Nathan uh, has to contemplate whether he uses his chaos card because yeah. I feel like that's so serious. <laughs> mm, mm, All okay, right, okay. I got my vote locked in. All right, I'm, I'm uh, locked in. I <laughs> contemplating. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, I'm good. You ready? Yep. Yep. One, two, three, go. Oh, <laughs> I'm not surprised. It has to be made. So bad taste beat out mom and dad save the world. Yeah, Nathan. Nathan voted mom and dad save the world. Use it. I can't believe I just voted for bad taste. By the way, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a little in shock that I <laughs> that, that is the movie I went with. But uh, so here here's where my thinking is because uh, both of these I am super excited about. I I love the fact that as of right now we have bad taste against under the skin uh, in in our final four. And it's possible that those two are going to go up against each other. I, I love, love the fact that bad taste is making it to the final four. Yeah. Mom and dad save the world. I could see. Is there ever a point where I see this one coming back up? I don't know. Oh, mm. uh, look at that face. He's, mo- he's looking around. Is he about to draw an actual card? I did not write my chaos card. But I'm gonna use my chaos card for my oh, dad's oh, no. world. <laughs> Wait, did oh, I just hear great. you say you're using your chaos card? Yeah, he's throwing oh, it down. Mom and dad's world is potentially make a card. Oh man, we'll be more prepared <clears throat> next time. Wow, this is getting That's... very interesting, guys. <sighs> that makes me sad. I was really wanting to save mine and to make it to the next round. All right, <clears throat> next up we have. <laughs> Invaders from <laughs> Mars uh-huh. versus. I'll say. Uh, uh, I'm worried on this one. Oh, no, 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 no. Invaders from Mars versus District 9. Oh, oh, okay, okay. That is the one film I didn't <laughs> Damn it. <sighs> okay. Dan, since you seem the most upset by this one, what are some of your thoughts on this pairing? Again, it is the one film I did not want going up against because Invaders from Mars is kind of my dark horse, but this these are both choices of mine. Yeah. 
I really didn't want two choices of mine going up against each other this early. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough for me too because Invaders from Mars is is very much the one that's in that classic, that classic mold that we were talking about. Um, so and the so classic alien invasion. A few things to think about. Both of these I could very easily see showing up in other months. We could do, you know, like a a, a, a political satire, not satire, but like a political uh, commentary month where we're looking at movies that have very strong messages in them. So District 9 could absolutely show back up in, in other months. Uh, we could do Oscar winners, you know, or at least Oscar nominated movies. So that one. Could I'm locked in. I've, I've made my choice. Invaders from Mars could Same. also very easily show back up because it's a Toby Hooper film, because it's a Dan O'Bannon film, because it is a canon film. Both of these could very, very easily show back up in uh, future months. And uh, I have my vote locked in. The two of you I'm have locked. your votes locked in. Hey, me too. Hold yeah. on, let me get back into the chat. All right, I'm good. All right. One, two, three, go. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I was not That's, expecting that. Yeah. <laughs> Really? You didn't expect me wow. to vote Invaders from Mars. Invaders from Mars beat out I, District 9. Oh, I had I expected that chaos you. card ready to throw. I had the chaos card ready to throw. Oh, so that. like you like really wanted Invaders. Matt I wanted okay. Invaders from Mars. I really want to talk about that. But more than anything, I want to rewatch that film. <laughs> I mean, I want to watch it for sure. District 9, I just think, has a lot of very interesting things to talk about. Uh, but agree. Invaders from Mars, uh, oh. I, I'm not. I'm not upset. That that my pick lost. Uh, I knew Nathan would go with Invaders from Mars. Well, I figured it would. He would. Yeah. District Nine has a ton to talk about. I th they both have a ton to talk about. Um, but yeah, currently, ooh, I'm not man. upset. Uh, so Dan, are you using your chaos card to move District Nine forward? Nope. All nope. right. You just I'm really want to him. So I'm good. Which means our final pairing. I also just realized how funny it is. I used my chaos card to advance a pick I voted against. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, which means that our last pick is Little Shop of Horrors versus Communion. And I know which one I'm going with. So do the two of you know what you're voting for? I sure do. They do. All right. Let's go ahead and reveal. Then we can discuss it. So one, two, three, go. Oh, Little Boom. Shop of yeah. Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, Not this is surprised. Delightful. I am thrilled. I mean, Communion has the Greys, which we are the little gray aliens, which we are sadly now not going to have in the top. But uh, yeah, Little Shop of Horrors is just a, a delightful, perfect movie. So very happy. <sighs> okay. All right. And I've not seen either. So, you know, I'm excited about that. I should probably. You guys seen Little Shop of Horrors? Nope, I've seen most of it, but uh, last time that I tried to watch it, it was taken off of streaming before I could finish it. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was on HBO Max, and then it, it got taken off. All right, so that was Little Shop versus Communion. Got to make sure to keep track of this, and Little Shop moved forward. All right. So in our bracket of Final Four, we have Under the Skin, Bad Taste. Invaders from Mars and Little Shop of Horrors. And I'm not even the slightest bit upset about that because um, I, I am only that we have to choose between. <laughs> I, I know this one, it really, it really is which pairings go up. Yeah. I really gonna. Now, here's the other thing to think about. Dan, this is the only thing. All right. Uh, it's only going to matter for you because Eric and I have both used our chaos cards as of right now. Uh, the two losers 
are going to be in the Skull of Decisions with Zathura and Mom and Dad Save the World. Yeah. If so my you, chaos card is kind of no with this. Oh, no, no, I guess. Because Unless you wanted to eliminate that's the thing. Yeah. one of them. If yeah. you use your chaos card, it's going to knock the two losers out. So we're, it, it wouldn't be an option of five. Right now it's an option of four, but we're going to max out at four. So if there is a fifth option, it knocks out the losers. So mm-hmm. even though yeah. uh, you might love all the ones going through, you could potentially use your chaos card more as uh, an, an offensive play of knocking two others out rather than defensive of yeah. protecting the one that you want. <clears throat> All right. So it's a nice, good mix. And we have up first in our final four little shop of horrors mm-hmm. up against <laughs> Invaders from Mars. Mm, okay. Oh. <laughs> Damn. Uh, I think I think I know how this is going to go. I'm positive I know how this is going to go. So let's go ahead and lock in our votes, and then we can discuss. Dan, are you ready? Ready. Eric, are you ready? Ready, ready. Let's go. One, two, three, go. Yep. Yeah. That's what. Oh. Yep. Inva- That's what I thought. Invaders from Mars I thought, went I out. Invaders was going to disappear in this one. No, yep. oh. I uh, I went little shop. Uh, damn it! Now I wish I'd save my. Uh, I don't know. Well, I don't know. Uh, what a bummer! What a bummer! Uh, okay, it's fine. It's okay. It's all right. I, I mean, can always, I can watch it anytime. And I I am very much looking forward to Little Shop of Horrors, but. Again, we can do that one as um as as a musical. So yeah, um, that's very true. But uh, there's so many good musicals. We, we also yeah, have like, Little Shop has a better chance of coming back to another topic. Thank we also you. have like a hundred other themes, so it might be a while. I mean, yeah, it'll be like ten up. years down the road, maybe. But <laughs> oh, we're gonna do musicals sooner rather than later because I've been right. dying to do this. So little, uh, sorry, Invaders from Mars is definitely being covered. In uh, in our Alien Month, which means don't oh, that mean, oh yeah, we just picked a, yeah, that's right. Okay, we're yeah. at the end so here. so okay. we are definitely yeah. covering Invaders yeah. from okay. Mars, which means bad taste versus under the skin. Okay, ready? I'm ready to go. All right, hold on, hold on. Let me get these out just so I can have the papers because then if one of these loses. Wait, this is such a insane idea that is great. <laughs> I, I need to find that one because I forgot that we still have to do the, the bracket. All right, there we go. So, under the skin versus bad taste. And I have my vote locked in. You all ready? Locked in. Yes. One, two, three, go. Oh, yeah. uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. Thank you. I, I would like to point out, gentlemen, I'm the champion of this you have have you has there there's not been a single one so far right no i have won every single round and these were both picks of mine yeah exactly oh my god this is insane i I, under the skin is one that i a hundred percent oh yeah we haven't even said under the skin just be be bad taste that (laughs) makes me sad under the skin is definitely one that i would have picked if dan had not so i'm thrilled i i've never in a million years actually expected it to make it to the end i didn't either I didn't expect either of these to make it to the end. <laughs> Which I'm again, so this is stoked. 
This is why this this bracket thing, as heartbreaking as it could be, is so great. Because and I love the fact that we've got like probably one of the most modern takes on an alien film versus uh-huh. like 50s throwback. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's great. I, I'm just happy that Bad Taste made it to the end. So, Dan, uh, before I put in the chaos picks with the two losers, are you mm. going to use your chaos card for Bad Taste? No. Okay. Didn't think so. Okay. So, so what's so, our chaos bracket? All right. So, now? Uh, so before we do that, before we move on to our chaos bracket, so the two that we are definitely discussing is Invaders from Mars and Under the Skin. Uh, and we talked about this. I forget if we talked about this during our last episode or if we talked about it uh, just in the chat somewhere. But I like the idea of quote unquote saving the best for last in terms of ending with the film that we are all the most excited to talk about because that kind of worked out for me at least that way with our March Madness where Riders of Justice to me was the best of our picks and I'm so glad that we ended with it. (coughs) So uh, I think that we should vote on Invaders from Mars versus Under the Skin of which one we think is the better movie that we're going to be and when I say better not necessarily better made but just the one that we are the most excited about to be the one that we end things with. So uh, pick Invaders from Mars versus Under the Skin in in the chat. So both of these are still moving mm. forward. I mean, both of these are definitely being discussed. It's just in trying Which to determine, ones? right, in trying to determine the order, the winner of this is going to be, quote unquote, the best or the one that we're most excited about that we're going to be wait closing we have the three? month with. No, because these two advanced these through the, the entire bracket. These oh, are the yeah, winners. that makes sense. I, 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 get what yeah, I think one should be the kickoff film. And the other one should be the ending film. Oh, should we kick off with the first one, or should we kick off with the chaos oh, bracket? No, I think since we're picking which one we should end with, and whichever one isn't the one that ends with is it's the kickoff film. I okay. agree. With yeah, the, and then the chaos, chaos will be in the middle. Okay, I'm good with that. Yeah. All right. I, so, all do right. you have your picks? Yes. yes. All right. One, two, three, go. Wow. Oh, oh yeah. Under the skin. All right. Under the skin. Is what we are going to be talking off. about first. And it's actually because I think Invaders from Mars is the perfect way to kick it off. That's yeah. fair enough. That, I was almost voting against it because I wanted it first. Um, yeah, I think, I think Invaders think, from Mars is a better kickoff film. Absolutely. Um, All right. So that means that <clears throat> in this chaos oh pick, God. the four options are Zathura, Mom and Dad Save the World, um, Communion, and District 9. No, that's not right. I was looking at the wrong list. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong list. Little Shop of Horrors. There we go. Little Shop of Horrors, Bad Taste, Zathura, and Mom and Dad Save the World. Oh, yeah. I forgot that Little Shop is going to be in this here. Okay. All right. So I have a 50% chance of getting a movie I want, which is not <laughs> bad. And if it's Zathura, I will. I, I have leave. a 50% chance of getting the one that I want. I love that. Yeah, Dan. Dan's like, I already got everything I want. You guys just sit yeah. back and fight, duke it out a bunch amongst yeah. yourselves. All right. So, I also don't trust Nathan though. He's got look. His, he's got his his video turned off now. He can just do whatever he wants. Oh shit! I don't <laughs> turn that back on. Sorry. I thought I thought that I turned that back on. I oh no. Just <laughs> to make sure that you know, they are in here. Give them, and you're going to shake. reveal it, and you're going to hold it up to the video because uh, this so, is an audio here, medium. Yes. Here, cool. here's the first one. And so, first one. It's the first only one. one. <laughs> well, no, we're we're picking two that we're going to debate. 
So we're going to debate? Yeah, I thought we, we were just no, talking no, about it. I thought it was just one wins. No, the chaos bracket is like the loser's bracket of of the losers uh, slash chaos. Gotcha, which one are we voting gotcha. for? So, okay, that's fine. With last time, we just picked a chaos. Oh, so Zathura? Zathura. Holy shit, Zathura is... Oh my god. <laughs> Up against... If this happens... Oh my god. Against here is this one. I'm not too upset about this. Up against bad taste. <laughs> All right. I know which one I'm going for. I know which one I'm going for. Oh, my God. I think I know which one Eric's going for. I know what she's I, going for. Yeah, this is more just like a, we're, we're do you, do you, guys. Do you have your vote locked in, Eric? Uh, I'm, I'm ready to go. Damn. <laughs> do you have locked your pick locked in? All right. One, two, three, go. Unbelievable. Uh, I'm not surprised. Holy shit. Not surprised that Zathura won out against <laughs> Bad Taste. But also, Dan, come on. How could you not want Eric to watch Bad Taste and have to deal with that? Because I'm really excited to watch Zathura again. What a fucking really this is. Man, this I is something. cannot believe that this has happened. Zathura is going to be part. I'm so excited. Especially since Zathura was one of the ones that you changed your picks. <clears throat> I almost didn't. Yeah. I, I took it out for a minute and then I put it back in because I was like, there's no way Zathura is going to win. I I, I know oh. we, we mentioned it before, but I fucking love this this new thing we do. <laughs> right. This is so <laughs> great. Three alien movies to talk about I don't think any of these would have been in our like top 10 choices of ones. No, 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 no. Especially since I've not seen any of these. I'm excited excited for you. But also I own all three of them. So I technically have only seen one of them. Actually, I haven't seen (laughs) under the skin or uh, invaders from Mars. This is great. I I am very excited for this lineup because I think that this gives a very good diversity of movies even though i'm sad that some of my picks didn't make it through which we'll talk about in just a second uh, especially since dan i think has to leave us soon so we might have to deal yeah. with some of the uh, discards sans dan but i do love the fact that this is probably uh the most diverse that we could have uh, arrived at with the options so we're starting with invaders from mars written by dan o'bannon directed by toby <clears throat> hooper released by canon films an 80s pulpy remake of a 50s uh, sci-fi invasion movie. Then we're moving into Zathura, directed directed by John Favreau, starring Josh Hutcherson, Kristen Stewart, Dax Shepard, and... uh, Oh, my God. I just... it's, it's It's a great, heartwarming... But also, it, it still has a little bit of a throwbacky kind of vibe to it because it does have some legitimate peril. It's not like a super sanitized version of a kid's movie like you would maybe get today. And then um, we will be closing things out with Under the Skin, uh, which I don't have the stats pull up, so I don't remember who directed that. But Jonathan Glazer. Glazer. Directed by Jonathan Glazer. And one of the things about this movie that uh that i only know from uh from them talking about it on screen drafts is there are some people in this movie so the, the plot of the movie is um oh, oh shit who's starring in it um scarlett johansson is like okay, seducing yeah, yeah so scarlett johansson across. is an alien seducing men and some of the men it's in this species. movie did not know that it was a movie 
So like some of yeah, these right. are like just men that were seduced into the car and then it's like, ah, just kidding. It's a movie. Yeah. She uh, literally drove around Scotland in a, in like a moving van picking. I forgot car. about that part of it. Yeah. There's, um, there's a bit of a sort of documentary aspect to it. So that gets into that thing we were talking about with uh, communion a little bit, not that it's a documentary, but that it's allegedly based on true things. Yeah. So that's uh man, <laughs> this lineup. Wow. So good. Wow. Shit. I hate to run, guys, but Andrea just came in and gave me the... Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dan, as you go, Eric and I are going to close things out about some of the other movies. Thank you. you. Yeah, Dan Dan definitely won uh, this popcorn punch out. Uh, Dan, before you go, where do you want people to find you? You can find me on Twitter at uh, HBO to Front Row and on HBO to Front Row dot com. All right. And Eric, we will come back to where people can find us in All just right. a minute. Dan, mm-hmm. have fun. We will see you later. Thanks. We're going to talk gentlemen. about discards. See ya. All right. So the movies oh, that did not perfect. make it. Eric listed all of these at the very beginning. Uh, but the other films that were in the skull of decisions that did not make it out of the skull were Galaxy Quest, The Abyss, Attack the Block, Starman. <sighs> Damn. The Brother from Another Planet, Fly to the Navigator, Mac and Me, Earth Girls Are Easy, uh, Night of the Creeps, The Hidden, Last Starfighter, Alien Nation, and Cocoon. Yeah. Man. Those are some good movies, too. Night of the Creeps is great. Like, I was. uh, Attack the Block is phenomenal. I love that movie. Would have been really happy to see it on here. Um, which, which one are you else? probably the most disappointed did not even make it into the list of possibilities? I mean, probably Night of the Creeps. I, I mean, The Abyss is one that I like was really, really going to push for. But I also feel like the I mean, it's one that I haven't seen because I've been waiting on like the 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 opportunity to see it in its preferred form. Right. Um, but. Uh, it's also one that I'm not sure is like a hundred percent an alien movie. I mean, I know it is, but it's also like a little bit more nebulous about it. I could see um, the same point that Dan made about dark city being made for the abyss. Exactly. Yeah. And night of the creeps is one that is invasion of the body snatchers that also ha- it's like invasion of the body snatchers style of story, but it also has like the very, uh, little green men type of aliens in it, and like the opening scene of that movie is very surprising. I think when you don't realize, like when you are expecting something very invasion of the body snatchersy, and it's like just straight up little green alien man in a spaceship that's about to blow up and stuff. So like that would <laughs> right. be that's my big one. I I really am sad that it's not on there, but um, and Starman is another one that I was kind of hoping would go through, uh. We got a carpenter in there, though. Oh, Signs. Signs. Um, signs is a big one for me. I really love that movie. Oh, right. No, I forgot to mention some of those. Uh, the <clears throat> Right, because there were other ones, the audience suggestions. The other ones that didn't make it, Predator, Signs, Fire in the Sky, and Area 51. Those also yeah. did not make it. Even Fire in the Sky would have been great for a good like alien abduction kind of movie, because we didn't really get to talk about any that are like that other than Communion. Um yeah, Last Starfighter would be a good one. Yeah, I mean, all of these are really great. But well, all of these, I think, would have been a blast for us to discuss. The two that I'm most disappointed didn't even make it into the round of 16 that we could have spent time talking about. 
but they absolutely are going to be in other popcorn punch outs. I'm going to find a way to make it happen. The brother uh-huh. from another planet and Earth Girls are easy. Those are the two mm. that I was really, really pulling for, like to the point where I was trying to come up with which ones do I want to be uh, in, in the skull? And those were the first two that I was like, oh, absolutely. These. Yeah, the brother from another planet is, is another one, too, where it's like I, I would have loved the opportunity to talk about a John Sales film. Um, and it's, it's another one that I haven't seen, but it just seems like there's so much there'd be so much to discuss with that film. Yeah. That was the um, one that Dan was referencing earlier when we were talking about District 9 and like an yeah, alien yeah. as a refugee. Exactly. So, um, b- because I need to mention this, Earth Girls Are Easy uh, is from 1988, starring Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey, <laughs> Damon Wayans, Michael McKean. Uh, are there other people that are really uh-huh. noticeable? That's, no, those those are the main ones. <clears throat> And it's just, it is, it is a very bizarre film. Um, it is a very bizarre film. And yeah, I've never seen at, it. It's one of those that was always on cable, but for whatever reason, I never watched it. Well, and in looking at uh, the director, uh, Julian Temple, I don't think that I have seen any of these other ones. Uh, the, the, I think the great rock and roll swindle is one of the only other ones that I've even heard of. And that I think is, is that a documentary or is that, um, I'm not familiar with that one. A, a rather incoherent post-breakup sex pistols quote documentary told from the point of view of pistols manager Malcolm McLaren who is uh, parentheses arguable position <clears throat> is that sex pistols in particular and punk rock in general were an elaborate scam perpetrated by him in order to make quote a million pounds mm-hmm. that I mean that just seems fascinating um, yeah yeah no there, there are none of the other films it looks there's there's a lot of sex pistol stuff but mm. yeah, that's of, ooh man. Yeah, and then of the ones that were pulled and didn't make it, the the only one that I'm like really, really uh, mildly distraught about to the point that I, if I had thought about it at the time, because I com- kind of forgot, I might have used my chaos card to advance War of the Worlds. I I'm really very wish, happy that I did not. I really wish that you had because that means that Zathura wouldn't have made it. <laughs> I know, but. Uh, Nathan, you're gonna love Zathura. You're oh, gonna, I'm, I'm I, sure that I am. Keep your expectations low if you want to, but I, it's gonna be a lot I, of fun to talk. I about. I am sure uh, that I will be happy. But but yeah, no. War of the Worlds, I think, is is such an underrated film, especially in the Spielberg canon. Um, and I I adore it. It's one that I've always loved, um, and I've never quite. Un- I mean, I guess I sort of understand why it's divisive. Um, but I, uh, I just think that it is such a fascinating film and it's in that period of Spielberg's career that is one of the most fascinating because he is grappling with like much darker themes. It's like in that period where he's making things like, uh, like a little after AI where he's doing that in Munich and, uh, and this film, which are a little bit more political, a bit more cynical, um and and yeah i adore it i'd love yeah but again we're gonna do a spielberg uh, round at some point so uh, if but here's the thing if you do a spielberg round war of the worlds is almost certainly not making it to the top of that they're just so i don't know i don't know we'll see you also were surprised that under the skin made it to the end in this one so and war of the worlds too is is the only is like one of the only like huge budgeted like all out alien invasion blowing shit up like people being turned to ash like it's a big big bombastic film yeah 
so it's a little sad we don't have anything like that. But yeah, and there are so many movies that I wanted us to talk about, and I'm a little torn <laughs> on if I think that we should continue with having way more movies than are even possibilities, just for the drama of having no idea what's coming next, or if we should pare it down a little bit just so that each of our picks have a little bit more chance of making it through. Uh, but yeah. we'll continue to discuss some of that off mic in terms of figuring out the details of how some of this is going to work out. But uh, yeah, I'm disappointed with some of my picks not making it, but very, <laughs> Sorry, Nathan. it's fine. It's fine. I, I honestly didn't expect any of them to get through the fact that bad taste made it into the final four. I'm, I'm at least happy enough with that. Mm-hmm. So, oh well i just i love the drama of this too (laughs) it's just so oh man it's it's fun i I think the this kind of gives me the pleasure that i would get from sports if i enjoyed sports you know what i mean like i have something to root for right um in a in a much uh, in you know a very low stakes kind of way where i'm not going to be angry like too angry at least right. <laughs> i i no, definitely i definitely think that sticking with the uh all of us <laughs> revealing our picks at the same time is uh, is an improvement because otherwise there would have been a few spike picks <laughs> that i would have done where it's just like sure. all right dan sure. eric let's see what you got and then i'll just pick the opposite so uh so yeah all right so there you have it we had uh 16 great movies in in the possibilities and another 17 other great movies that didn't even make it to the list all arriving at uh invaders from mars and under the skin making it on their own merit and then zathura and mom and dad save the world were thrown in with the chaos picks from both me and eric with zathura eventually making it to our third film which means eric next month you and i only have our one chaos card but dan is going to be going in with two he's going to be able to advance one film to the next round and also advance one all the way to the chaos picks unless he has another clean sweep in which case he will have all three that he will be able to bank and uh and for the month after just pull a pull a movie at random not at random he gets to decide but he'll be able to pull a movie that is uh is or is not if he wants to bring one that lost he can do that uh, and just use one of his chaos cards or he can use all three of them to bring in a movie that didn't even make it to the round of 16. Yep. That's uh, a man. Dan's, yeah. Dan's basically, he won this one and he put himself in a position where he's probably going to win like all of them from now on. <laughs> <laughs> At least for the next few months. Oh, Maybe man. it depends on uh, which other movies get, uh, get into the bracket. All right. So, this was a lot of fun and uh yeah we're, we're gonna be doing these hopefully starting in just a few days hopefully in just a couple of days we will be able to do our invaders from mars review all right eric where do you yep. want people to find you uh you can find me on twitter at the chimerican that's t-h-e-c-h-i-m-e-r-i-c-a-n um i can also be found on instagram at chimerican reviews and on letterbox at eric j-a-y and you can find me slash the podcast on facebook Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Video Monster Pod. You can also follow me personally on Letterboxd at The Gargyle. That's G-A-R-G-Y-L-E because it's a gargoyle wearing an Argyle sweater. Uh, and I've been saying this for the last few episodes, but the Video Monster uh, Letterboxd is still woefully behind because I've just, I've got two kids. I'm busy, all right? Eventually, <laughs> that one will be caught up and uh, that, that'll that happen 
maybe over the summer. Uh, and if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Just do a search for Video Monsters and then leave those five-star ratings. Leave those positive reviews. Go tell your friends. Spread the word about the Video Monsters. And yeah, if you want to uh, join in on the on the conversation too. Next time we record one of these, uh, join our Discord. Yeah, that is posted. You can join in, in the conversation. You can suggest titles for our next miniseries. Like, one, uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep tweaking things a little bit, but at some point we are going to have it to where uh, the audience is voting for which one is making it into the chaos pick. Just yeah. outright. So like, there's not even going to be any discussion. It is going to be one of the possibilities. Uh, just just on its own merit. Um, so yeah. Join us in Discord. The link for that is posted in Facebook. Uh, again, that's at Video Monster Pod. Uh, follow us on Facebook and join the discussion there. We're, we're a bit more active in Discord than we are on the Facebooks. Uh, so yeah, join us in Discord. Tell us what you've been watching. Tell us what you want us to watch and what you want us to discuss. And we will have lots of fun with that. All right. That's been it for this episode of Video Monsters. I'm Nathan. And I am delighted. And Dan is on his way to see everything everywhere all at once or uh, whatever the full name of that movie is. Uh, so, yeah, go enjoy April's. God damn it. I was so good at saying the name all through the episode. <laughs> April's all out alien attack month. Uh, go watch some some great alien movies. You can start with the three that we're going to be discussing, but we have given you 34 other... No, not 34. We started with 33. We've given you 30 other movies that are also great, great movies to watch and discuss with us. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> I like that you ended, You sounded like kind of sad at the end. You're like, yeah, great movies to discuss, none of which are my picks. I'm That's- just... Uh, good night. <sighs> going dude, to bed now at 12 p.m. Dude. Have you seen Earth Girls Are Easy? I have not. I told you. Dude. <clears throat> Robert, back me up. It is not <laughs> good. Sure. It's not good. <laughs>